Welcome to Japanatron. My name is Dave Pavlina, and Japanatron is a podcast all about life in Japan and Japanese culture. Okay, today's topic is a little bit hard to explain. These are things basically I just don't get. These are things no matter how long I've lived in Japan, I just don't understand these things, and I don't think I ever will. And, you know, there are times living in Japan where I just I feel like I'm the only one that holds a certain opinion of something. And, you know, I'm almost sure that other Japanese must share my take on something. But, you know, maybe perhaps I'm too shy to bring it up in conversation. You know, which ironically, uh, <laughs> ironically, that makes me a little bit more Japanese and less American, doesn't it? When I do bring these things up in conversation, especially with Japanese people, I never really feel like I get a satisfactory explanation. Um, I'm never really satisfied with with you know, what Japanese pe people uh, tell me uh, as the reasons or, or what's going on with these things. So maybe in that aspect, I'm still too American because I just can't understand these things. Um, I wanted to subtitle this, and I, I guess I am going to subtitle it now. I wanted to subtitle this the, the Emperor's New Clothes, okay? The Emperor's New Clothes, as probably most of you know, is this children's story, right? And this emperor, this cocky emperor, hires these dudes to make uh, these just insanely glorious clothes, Okay, and the dudes show up and they're like weaving the cloth and all this and they're making these clothes, uh, but they're invisible. The, the, you know, no, no one can see these things, but the, the, the two guys, which are probably scam artists, are just, you know, <laughs> pretending like they're making these like gorgeous clothes when there's really just nothing there. Okay, but the emperor plays along thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I, I have to be worthy enough or something to actually see the clothes, right? They're so glorious that... Uh, no one can actually see them, and only, like, the worthy people can actually see them. So the emperor just kind of pretends like he sees these clothes. So they finish this, like, glorious, you know, you know, gorgeous outfit, and he puts it on, you know, and he goes parading through the town, you know, with all the townsfolk and whatever, you know, cheering him on, and the guy's fucking naked, right? <laughs> That's the truth, okay? But everyone's pretending like he's got this, you know, glorious outfit on, and he's pretending like, you know, he sees it too. And he's really naked, okay? And there's this little kid, okay? It always takes a little kid to tell the truth, right? And a little kid's, you know, says, hey, Emperor's fucking naked, man. <laughs> and then everyone's eyes are opened, you know? Like, oh, the dude's naked, you know? And everyone starts kind of laughing at the Emperor. And um, sometimes I feel, living in Japan, I'm the only one that thinks the Emperor is actually naked. You know, I'm just kind of standing there in the crowd, going like, am, am I the only one that thinks this way? And um, I guess the American example of this uh, would be guns. Okay, many Japanese and, and non-Japanese alike, just non-Americans, um, they ask me about what's up with the guns, you know, um... They don't understand what's up with America and guns. Why can't you just ban them like, you know, pretty much every other industrialized nation has? You know, what what is so complicated about it? You know, 
And, you know, Americans, like me, will always say, we know, there's a lot of cultural, political, and historical issues here, you know, and it's not a simple, you know, we can just ban it, you know, once you, once you give something to someone, you can't easily take it away. We've learned that lesson several times in the past. So, I will plead ignorance on many of these things because I'm not Japanese, you know, like the American gun issue, uh, perhaps I don't understand all the cultural, political, and historical issues here with these things. Um, so perhaps this could be a very short episode where I'm just kind of bitching and whining about these things uh, and pleading ignorance. Um, I may offer some explanations, but really don't expect any kind of satisfactory explanation for these things. Um, and if you get them, please ch chime in with your explanations. I'd love to hear them, but I don't really have any satisfactory explanations for these things. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, express my confusion. Uh, number one, the J-pop idol thing. Um, aren't these basically just strippers doing soft porn? Um... <laughs> Now, America has pop idols, you know, and I'm going to make, I'm going to give a bad example of, of, you know, like Britney Spears, you know, she got way slutty in her, especially in her later performing years, you know, and, you know, they're performing the music, it's pop music, whatever, and they're dressed like really skimpy in really skimpy outfits. <laughs> and, you know, I get it. That's the marketing. That's the business model, right? This whole idea of girls in skimpy outfits, that's that's a successful business model that goes back basically to the beginning of time, okay? Uh, you really can't argue with the success of that one. But with, with American idols, I don't really remember the crowds being dominated by old men. In Japan, they put teenage girls in skimpy outfits on stage in front of crowds, and the crowds are pretty much... 99% old men. O or older men, I should say. And it's just funny because it's it's like subtly marketed. Well, not subtly marketed. It's marketed and they say like, oh yeah, young girls like these idols and stuff. And I don't see anyone in the crowd that fits that, de that, fits that demographic. I don't see any young girls watching these things. It, it, to me, it looks like... I'm guessing it's soft porn. It's stripper stuff. And no one ever really says that. There's just all these old men in the crowd <laughs> watching these these teenage girls dance in these, these skimpy outfits. And, man, it's like at a shopping mall. And that kind of stuff, I don't know. Like, I'm not like a religious conservative or anything, you know. I don't care. I, I get it, you know. <laughs> You know, sex sells. I don't really have a problem with this. And, you know, it makes a lot of money. I understand that. It's just weird to me that it's, like, performed at, like, a shopping mall. Or, like, idols make appearances, you know, to, like, you know, kids at an elementary school. And they're on commercials on TV and stuff. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a religious conservative, like I said. But I just think it should be called what it is. You know, like, the Naked Emperor. This is soft porn, you know. Instead, you know, they call it cute or music for young girls or whatever. And really, there's no young girls watching this stuff. It's it's all older men. <laughs> and the shopping mall thing. I saw some unknown idol group at a shopping mall, and they were they were in these skimpy little outfits. Okay, and I got no problem with that. And all the dudes in the uh, audience are probably around forty or above. 
okay? And they're all, like, cheering, like, oh, good luck, good, good job, girls. You know, <laughs> like, dude, shouldn't this be at a strip club? That's that's my confusion point. Okay, my the part I'm I'm confused about. Shouldn't this pe- shouldn't this performance be at a a stripper club? Okay, and the another good example I can give is AKB48. Right, that's probably the number one idol group right now. You know, and all these 48 groups and whatever. And they have a music video where they're in lingerie and they're like cutely hitting each other with pillows and they're like licking lollipops and like eating bananas <laughs> i i get a boner watching this music video okay and there is no fucking way this is for young girls <laughs> there's no fucking way in the u.s i would have to pay i would have to go in the video store and you know go through those curtains you know and uh <laughs> Through, through the 18 plus area and that's where I would buy and watch this music video <laughs> um so I don't know Japan call it what it is you know it it's 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 soft porn and it was really awkward because I was um I was out with uh you know doing karaoke karaoke uh the American pronunciation doing karaoke and um it was like a mama papa thing, you know, it was like, it, it, it was like me and my wife and my daughter and, and some, some of the other uh, moms and dads and their kids from uh, daycare, right? And one of the moms picks this video, okay? And I'm going like, are you shitting me, man? And I'm sitting there and they're singing the song and it's like total porn on the screen and I feel really uncomfortable, actually. It just felt really awkward because this, I don't know, man, this, some of this J-pop stuff, it pushes the limits so far that you should really think about, you know, having this behind those curtains, the 18 plus stuff, man. I don't know. They get away with some pretty crazy stuff, uh, which ironically, you know, J-porn is actually censored, but (laughs) this ain't. But this is on, you know, like at a shopping mall and at karaoke, <laughs> you can watch this stuff. I don't know, maybe that's why it does so well. You know, it's it's soft porn, it's not hard porn. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get the J-pop uh, idol industry. I mean, I understand how it's, you know, why it's there, it makes money, it's a, it's a solid business model. But how they get away with it just being out in, you know, <laughs> where families are playing and stuff. Like, you can't hide this stuff. American me, I don't know. That's you know Puritan culture, right? And they would have they would have put that behind some kind of curtain somehow. Uh, I guess that's what happens in a country that really doesn't have much of a religious background like the U.S. does. Um, okay, that's number one. Number two, let's move on. Enough about that. Um, number two, what's up with the noisy scooters? Okay, uh, there's these noisy fucking scooters everywhere. Now I understand Harley's. Okay. I have nothing I have nothing against motorcycles. Okay? I understand you have a Harley, there's a big ass engine in that thing and it's loud. Okay? But I'm talking about scooters. It's a fucking scooter. A scooter. And it's not loud because it's a scooter and they make it purposely louder with like an annoying muffler modification. Okay? And man, recently in my neighborhood, these guys have just moved in, in mass, and they're like all living in my building or something. 
and every night, every morning, and it's the most obnoxious engine sound possible. They purposely modify that muffler to make it the most obnoxious sound. And that, I think, is the point of it, is just annoy people. <laughs> and to me, that is very against Japanese culture, is it not? <laughs> Japanese culture to me always struck like, you know, caring, you know, thinking about your the your fellow citizens' feelings and whatnot. You know, there's always so many things in the language and the culture and everything about Japan that just always trying to respect the other person's feelings, you know, and don't be noisy and, and you know, take off your shoes and bow and, and this extreme politeness. You know, and, you know, the customer's God and all these things. And these scooters, <laughs> oh my God, it's just such a... It's such a glaring exception to the, the Japanese way to me. And I don't understand why the fuck the cops don't ticket these annoying motherfuckers. Um, and I guess, you know, this has been a recent personal issue of mine with, with them all moving in. But I really don't understand the scooter thing. Um, I don't know why they do it. Um, I guess they're just assholes and they want to annoy people. And, okay, fair enough. When I'm in a shitty mood, yeah, I'll... I'll <laughs> When I'm in a shitty asshole mood, yeah, I'll do that too. I'll just be in a bad mood, and I will not care about anyone else's feelings, and I'll be a noisy, obnoxious asshole. But I don't ride a bike. <laughs> I don't ride a, a scooter day in and day out, every single day, to and from work, for example, annoying everyone in this city. So I don't know why they do it, and I don't know how they get away with it. I don't know how the cops could not ticket these guys and just make a ton of money and then our taxes would be lower there right there is uh really an untapped resource that the cops could really uh tap into and get some serious cash uh just ticket the hell out of these guys and, and make and ban these things I, I don't understand how this happens in japan it's just so funny to me because you know before moving here i have this image of japanese as being so polite and there's these glaring exceptions that are just so odd so that's the scooters. I don't I don't get the noisy scooters. Um, moving on. Next. Wow, we're already on number three. This is going to be a short episode. <laughs> number three. What is up with all the food on TV? I mean, you turn on the TV, and I, I guarantee you, it is nonstop food. You can't escape it. And it doesn't matter. It's a news show. It's a documentary. It's a drama. There is constant fucking food on it. And they will zoom in, and they will show the food close up with the steam coming out, and they'll pick it up with these chopsticks, and it's zoomed in so close that the guy's hand is kind of shaking. And uh, um, it's just nonstop food. And then they'll just comment nonstop, endlessly, about how delicious it is. And it gets so fucking old. Oh my god, I, I can't watch Japanese TV anymore. It's just nonstop. Oishi, umai, umai, oishi. Why? Why so much food? I mean, I get it. You know, okay, everyone likes to eat, right? You know, and Japan tries to think, you know, and a lot of cultures do this. Okay, it's not just, it's not just Japan. You know, everyone likes food, okay? It's a basic necessity. You need it to live. Okay, just like breathing and shitting and pissing and sleeping. We all like those things, okay? Because you have to do them, and the body and evolution rewards you for doing those things. When you breathe, when you sleep, when you shit, when you, when you fuck, when you piss, and when you uh, eat. 
you are rewarded, okay? Because evolution says you have to do it, so we're going to we're going to make you feel good when you're doing these things, okay? So everyone likes to eat, okay? And some cultures, and this is not just Japan, they think like their culture likes eating more than everyone else. Like <laughs> Yeah, like we in in country A, you know, we like eating, but you know, other countries they just don't really like eating as much as we do. They just don't like food as much. And I've never visited a country or experienced a culture or met anyone from any other place that said, um, "Yeah, in my country we just don't like food. We we don't like eating. You know, it's we just don't we don't eat in my country." <laughs> that doesn't exist, okay? And. I don't get this obsession in Japan. Like everyone likes to eat, but what the fuck, Japan? Why do you have to have it on TV nonstop? Okay, and the only explanation, and this is the one I, I have somewhat of an explanation for, is the only explanation I can come up with, is it's a safe topic for TV, and Japan has just embraced this safe topic, you know, and it's a pattern that makes successful TV in Japanese culture, and they just exploit it, and they keep doing it. And no one really wants to come up with anything new because it works. Okay, people watch it. You know, people like watching people eat. You know, and commenting about food in Japan. Apparently, it works for a solid you know TV show, and they just keep doing that. Okay, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Maybe it's cheap as well to make those shows and stuff. But you know, they say in in Jap in、uh, in Japanese TV in the Japanese TV world that the TV is about three things. It's about food. It's about the talento, and it's about talento eating food. You know those、uh, those kind of famous for being famous uh, uh, people that you see on TV, and they're just constantly eating and commenting about the food.、Um, so I really don't get this like thing with the food on TV. <laughs> you know, maybe you should consider moving on. I'd love to to travel a hundred years into the future. Um, and see if Japan is still doing this food fucking thing, because I'm gonna shoot myself, man. I should seriously consider. I'm seriously gonna consider just selling my TV and just not not even owning a TV anymore. It would really simplify my life. <laughs> okay, so that's the food. Last one, number four.、Um, Japanese politicians often make inappropriate statements, especially regarding women and World War II, <laughs> and I don't understand why they keep doing this. <laughs>、uh, you know, a, a good example is the prime minister. You know, whoever it is at the time, bows at Yasukuni Shrine. Now, Yasukuni Shrine is a shrine in, in Tokyo, and it's also a memorial to war criminals. There's a number of、uh, what class A, you know, class number one, a Cat Five, war criminals are buried there, and the prime minister will go and you know do a little prayer and bow at this shrine. Okay. Now, the problem with Yasukuni Shrine is okay, it's a legitimate Japanese shrine. But other countries like China and Korea、uh, view it as a major slap in the face because、uh, they see this shrine as basically a Nazi memorial. You know, why don't you just have swastikas all over it? You know, and in Germany, that's all banned and illegal. You can't have any of that kind of stuff. But in Japan, with this whole shrine religion emperor, you know,、uh, thing that happened during World War II, that was never really banned or you know. Thrown out because it was considered part of the Japanese culture and essential to their nationalism. So, you know, a good another good example 
is Toru Hashimoto, okay? He's like the mayor of Osaka, right? And he, he makes like statements saying that comfort women were a necessary evil during World War II. Now, this kind of shit just pisses the fuck out of Korea, okay? And China alike. And they, they seem to always time this stuff right before some kind of G8 summit or something like that. You know, like a meeting of all the world leaders. And then like the day before, the, the prime minister will bow at the, at the war memorial shrine, you know? <laughs> um, you know, and part of me thinks that Korea and China should just let it go. Because they've gotten all the apologies that they're ever going to get out of Japan, Okay. And Japan really, uh, on their side, they really need to stop reopening the wounds. Stop bowing to the shrine and stop making these statements bringing up World War II, okay? Let's just kind of move on, okay? And they, they just don't seem to be able to do that. You know, part of it is the freedom of speech thing in Japan. Part of it, you know, they got these black vans driving around playing these World War II songs saying, you know, round eye, gaijin, go home, you know, you know, throughout all the white people, whatever. You know, and that's fine. They can do that in Japan, okay? Um, and in Germany, you can't. Anything Nazi is illegal. So they kind of get away with racism in Japan in a way that really pisses off other countries. <laughs> as it should. As it should. So, you know, they got these black vans called the Uyoku, you know, saying, you know, we all got to go home and whatever. So I, I think a lot of it has to do with how Japan retained the emperor, so in that sense, it was different from Germany. Um, you know, when they rebuilt Japan after the war, they retained the emperor. So uh, they couldn't just throw it all in the trash because it was connected with, uh, with the Japanese culture, with the country, with nationalism. And I think the American equivalent to this, which is also shocking, um, would be how I hear that in the U.S., you know, soldiers are killed in action, you know, like maybe um, Navy SEALs or something are killed in action. Their bodies are taken back to the U.S. for burial. And at the soldiers' funerals, people show up and protest that. And, yeah, I mean, so this, this whole shocking, ignorant stuff is not exclusive to Japan. Uh, but in Japan's case, these are politicians. These are people in the public service. And they really should know better than making comments about comfort women, about World War II, about bowing at a, at a, <laughs> at a shrine that houses the bodies of, uh, of war criminals. Um, you know, Japan, Japan really has to think a little bit more, uh, you know, before doing that kind of stuff, you know, maybe China and Korea aren't really going to be too happy, you know, when the prime minister bows at that shrine. Okay. So, you know, think a little bit more before you, uh, <laughs> you start wearing that Nazi paraphernalia. <laughs> okay, Japan. Um, so think a little bit more about that. That is it. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of Japanatron. Uh, you can follow me. Uh, you can go to japanatron.com. That'll take you to my main site, which is mondaiju.com. Uh, you can also do all the follow stuff. You know, I got the Twitter and the Facebook and the YouTube and the uh, iTunes and all that good stuff. Uh, the icons are at the top of my site. Um, so, yeah, take care. Have a good day. And toodles. Toodles.